episode 117 already of Dave's Dugout. Welcome back. Thank you. Final four in the books. National championship is set for today. Nine o'clock on the East Coast, six o'clock Pacific time where I'm at now. And wow, we're finally down to two. And then there were two. The final four, arguably, One of the games, one of the best Final Four games of all time. Are we allowed to say that yet? Crazy, crazy stuff. One last time, got the March Madness shirt on. If you're watching on YouTube, I've got We Sleep in May back there. John, it might be finally for you to take a nap. So, I'm going to recap the Final Four. Talk about the championship game here and a couple little quick things off the top. First, we got to talk about the Will Smith slap. (laughs) Will Smith and Chris Rock. Boy, oh boy, how many takes are left on that? I'm not quite sure, but uh, that was definitely, definitely something. Um, No, I'm kidding. That's kind of old news, but I did, did want to mention it. Um, A couple other little things. Albert Pujols coming back to the Cardinals for one last year, one last farewell. You know, I was going to make fun of Coach K, and I probably will at some point for the farewell tour. Um, it just didn't work out for him. Hopefully it'll work out for Albert Pujols. Uh, glad to see him back in a Cardinals uniform. I mean, I, he never should have left, but uh, there we are anyway. Just wanted to make sure that was working. Um, so, there's there's that. Um New Orleans, is there a better city for the Final Four than New Orleans? Looks like everybody's having a blast. Wish I was there. Um, the Blue Blood topic I wanted to talk about. I don't want to make all the Villanova fans mad at me, but personally, five Blue Bloods. If you ask me, there's five Blue Bloods. There's Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, UCLA, and Duke. Um, which is funny that I, I like wanted to dig my heels into this one and <clears throat> say that that's all there is and there's no exceptions. I... The more time that's gone by, I'm almost willing to... It's weird, because it's it's when does it start, I guess, would be the question. And is Duke one? I don't think you can't argue Duke isn't one. But they hadn't won a national championship until Coach K got there. So was Duke a blue blood in 1979? No. Uh, obviously, it's been 40 years, so 40-year track record's pretty good. Um... But we got to see what they can do without one of the best, if not the best, coach of all time. Um, now that spoiler, if you didn't know, his career is over. Unless he, he pulls a, a Brett Favre or a Tom Brady here and says, Oh, just kidding. I'm coming back. I actually don't want to lose on a lot. Lose on a loss. Retire on a loss. Um, which, you know, for most people, that's how it ends. Uh, very rarely do you get to go out on a win. So, there's all that. So, anyway, we're live streaming here on Instagram and on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please like, share, and subscribe on any of the platforms on how you're listening. does help very much so. And uh, let's see, what other housekeeping things? Um, because, I mean, we do have the NBA playoffs coming up. We'll obviously, we'll switch gears once, once tonight's over. Um, NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs coming up. Um, the World Cup is taking place in the winter this year instead of the summer because 
it's so hot <laughs> where it's taking place, rightfully so, they said we're not going to do it in Qatar in the summer, so we're going to have it in the winter. So they just finally released the pools or the groups for the group stage for the World Cup. That was kind of big news. Um, the Rams, once again, don't need draft picks, signing Bobby Wagner. So now they have three, I think, of the top 30 defensive players with the most Pro Bowls in the last however many years. And Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and now Bobby Wagner. So a star-studded defense once again for the Rams. Um, Xavier won the NIT. I think we all know I was hot on Xavier in my top 40 all year long. Um, Xavier, Oklahoma, I, I thought I had a great shot to, to win the NIT championship because I thought they had a shot to win a game or two in March in the NCAA tournament. Um, A&M obviously up there. They made it to the championship game. I wasn't as confident with A&M, but they made it to the championship. Um, <clears throat> so congrats to them. And crazy enough, they had, they had a new head coach um, watching there, the coach from Arizona. Gosh, I'm blanking on his name, Sean Miller. Sean Miller was at there watching his team play in the championship game, but he wasn't coaching. Their interim coach was coaching. So that was kind of a crazy scene to see, like, <laughs> John Miller there just watching and I don't know, probably talk to the team and said, Hey guys, if you stay, stick around, we'll 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 make the tournament you'd think next year with him as the head coach. So that was kinda crazy. <clears throat> Oregon basketball getting another five star recruit. I'm just kinda jumping along things that, that uh that happened here and since I recorded last. And uh Anybody watch the dunk contest and the three-point contest for college? Almost forgot this was a thing. Glad I was tuned in on ESPN. It was so much fun, man. The uh, college, I mean, what was her name? Was it Kendall Spray? I know her last name was Spray. So I was like, oh, man, she's spraying. The she was incredible. Put on a show in the three-point contest. And the winner of the women's and the men's three-point contest, they actually go head-to-head -head for, like, a battle of the champions. And the women have won, I forget what they said, seven of the last nine, something like that. And, uh, man, she 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 finally got beat there in that. But, boy, she she had the best day out of anyone, men and women, in that. So that was incredible seeing her shoot the three like that. She was – they said said it. I think it was like Jay Billis and a couple people on the call were – I mean, she literally – it looked like a video game. It looked fake with how many threes she was making. It was incredible really cool. Um, and the dunk contest was – Better than the last five NBA dunk contests I've seen. You could honestly put, you can exaggerate they put together. It might not be exaggerating. The college dunk contest this year was fantastic. Um, that's no exaggeration. It was it was incredible. Um, really, really, really cool there. And um, so yeah, so that was that was just another another crazy thing that happened there. Um. So, I guess let's dive into the Final Four real quick here, huh? I mean, might as well. And um, probably one of the most hyped Final Four games there were. I, I, I've heard this point made. I think if it was on CBS, it would have broke probably viewing records. It was on TBS this year. So, I believe they said it was uh, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander said, I think about 30 million more people have access to... CBS, if it would have been on that channel, so just the numbers when they come out, if they haven't already, the Nielsen numbers or whatever, um, it, it obviously would have been higher. But uh, I still think it's going to be one of the most watched Final Fours in a while. There with UNC and Duke, obviously the headliner, which is crazy because we also had two quote unquote blue bloods 
in Kansas and then Villanova. Um, Villanova, you want to call them a blue blood or a new blood? Either way, they're one of them. You want to split hairs. I would probably still say new blood, even though they've been around and really good. Back even when the Big East was really good. Whatever, we're splitting hairs, I think. You've been in, what, two, multiple of the last Final Fours. You've won multiple championships in the last five, six years. Nobody's saying that you're not good. Um, so, that was the first game. I mean, I guess we can start there. with. I mean, Kansas-Villanova. I mean, I'm going to talk more about Kansas here in a little bit. But uh, I think finally it just caught up to Villanova. I mean, I think... My hesitation to even not have them in the Final Four this year was, like I said, six, six and a half, seven guy rotation. Then, obviously, I mean, you, you don't want to like say all oh, that this game all depended on more getting hurt, but you know, it definitely didn't help. Um, I think personally, I think Kansas would have won either way. It would have been definitely a closer game, obviously, you would think. Um, but just. Uh, just it's like credit to Jay Wright. I mean, and Colin Gillespie. I mean, coming back for another year and playing. Um, they. I mean, they, I. I think personally, making the final, the final four, they proved everybody wrong. Villanova, they're there to stay. They. They are not to be um, undermined ever again. I mean, that that was an incredible run. Houston, an incredible run. Um, both teams. I mean, really, they're kind of proving people wrong in there in that region of the bracket. So. Um, congrats to both of them. Villanova, though, I think just ran into who I think is going to be the eventual national championship champion, and only one team can can end on a win. So um, they finally ended on a loss here, and and uh, I mean Kansas was just lights out. I mean it, from the get go, was it ten to two to start the game, and, and they just never looked back. Villanova pushed though a couple times and made it close, cut it within six there. I think a couple times and. Uh, Kansas, though, I mean, I think Jay Wright even said it himself in the postgame press conference, um, you know, when you get out to a lead like that or a deficit like that, it's really hard to come back against really good teams. He's like, you know, we tried, but really good teams can can kind of hold you off, and that's exactly what happened. And it's crazy because it was it two years or three years ago, probably three because two was the COVID year, it, we had Villanova and Kansas in the championship, and it was almost the exact opposite. It was – Villanova got out in the hot start. I think it was like 24 to 4. It's something around there. They had like an 18, 20 point lead, like five minutes into the game. And it was like, oh, okay, well, there, there's one of your final four games. And this year they flipped Kansas, flipped the script. And, and Kansas did it to Villanova this time. So if you keep up on the final fours, that, that's, that's pretty crazy. A, that both of those teams are just, seems like, frequently in the final four. And B, that, that they can kind of, a little role reversal there. Um, Kind of cool to see if you're, especially if you're a Kansas fan. Um, so that 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 was incredible. And then I mean Duke Carolina. I mean what more do we say about Duke and Carolina? Um, boy oh boy, I wish I was in New Orleans. First of all, wow, it looks like everybody's having a blast there. And um. I mean, just the storylines going in. Uh, obviously, I mean, there were people... It was Duke, do you want St. Peter's to win or North Carolina to win? And what would be crazier to end Coach K's career? Losing to the Peacocks 
or losing to North Carolina. And I think we all wanted to see the Peacock-Cinderella story continue on, but I think Carolina and Duke in the Final Four, it's never happened before. If you didn't hear this, Duke and North Carolina had never played in the NCAA tournament before. I know it's crazy. <laughs> How many, if I had a quarter for every time I heard Duke and North Carolina have never played in March Madness, I would be, I'd be loaded. This podcast would look a lot better. Um, absolutely insane there that uh, they've never played. And um, the first time, <laughs> it's Coach K's final game and it's in the Final Four. Absolutely insane there. So, obviously, that is a really cool story in and of itself. Um, I think it's crazy now, full circle, we've come to learn that Coach K's first ever loss as a Duke head coach in 1980 was against North Carolina. Coach K's now last loss ever, if he doesn't come back, <laughs> against North Carolina. His final loss in Cameron Indoor against North Carolina. I mean... Does a rivalry get any better than this? Coach K comes in. Duke is nowhere near North Carolina's level when it comes to history and success and anything. North Carolina, cream of the crop, up there with Kansas and Kentucky. Duke comes in with Coach K. In today's era, people say he would have been fired in year three because that's how long coaches last now. There's just too much money on the line. And, but they stuck it out with him back then. <laughs> and thank goodness they did because five national championships, what is it, 13, 17, 16 Final Fours, most ever Final Four appearances for Coach K in 40 years with Duke. Um, so there's no argument. He's either one or two for the best coach ever. Um, and, and then, I mean, you throw in the, the USA gold medals, and that might be what propels him to number one best coach ever. In, in basketball, um, not just college. I mean, so he always says that, and that always comes up. Coach K, legacy, Duke, I mean, it's 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 locked up there. Another national championship just would have, I mean, obviously, you love to hate Duke. I, you, people know I'm one of the ones that you, you like to root against Duke. It's just fun. Um, they just have unlikable people, and the Grayson Allens and the Christian Leitners. It's just, it's just a thing. And it, you know, grow up a North Carolina fan. It's, yeah, it, how can you not go against them? So, um, I think a lot of the country is that you're either a Duke fan or a Carolina fan, or most people lean Carolina. It's, um, so, like in that situation, if your team's out of the tournament, it's Duke North Carolina. I think most people are going North Carolina, unless you're a Duke fan. So, um, the bandwagon for UNC, I think, is much much bigger when it comes when it comes to that. Um, I mean, they even say it: UNC, University of National Championships. They they're they their their foot is on the door for another one here. Um, spoiler: North Carolina beat Duke. Uh, Caleb Love making insane shots once again. Um, and to make this Final Four, I mean, we've proved it now two years in a row. You either need to be really well-rounded, like a Kansas, like a Gonzaga, like a Baylor last year, even Villanova, even though they were hurt at the end here. Um, or you need to be red hot. You, you know, at Auburn a couple years ago, Tech a couple years ago, um, UCLA last year, and UNC this year. You either need to be red hot or really well-rounded top five team in the country um, to make it here to this game tonight. We got red hot. Or really, there's the final four. 
Red Hot Carolina versus Well-Rounded Kansas. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again if they win. I'm going to go all into it if they win. I'd probably do it right now. I had them number one in my preseason rankings. I believe I was the only one. I don't know if I've seen any other that had Kansas number one. It was mostly Gonzaga or UCLA. Mostly Gonzaga. Um, but I thought best team, best conference, returning Ochai Abadji, returning McCormick, and you're getting Remy Martin from the transfer portal, one of the best players in the Pac-12 and the best player on an Arizona State team. So Remy Martin wasn't great all year long. I think he realized I don't have to dribble a lot. I'm not the best player on this team. I don't have to carry them. Took a little bit to get into the Kansas system, realize, oh, I'm on Kansas now. I, I don't have to do everything. Um, was hurt, maybe a disagreement with coaches because of that. They had to figure all that out. Well, guess what? He got healthy. He figured it out. They went on a run, won the Big 12 with Baylor regular season, and that was essentially without Remy Martin. Then you add Remy Martin, one of the best players in the country. He was picked to be the preseason Big 12 player of the year. I would have argued it should have been Ochai Abaji. Ended up, I mean, that was right in hindsight. But Remy Martin, I mean, obviously because of the injuries and stuff, did not get that. But now comes into the Big 12 tournament playing great. Played great the first couple games of the NCAA tournament. Really didn't play great in this Final Four game, but didn't need to. Because Ochai Abaji was, what, 6 for 6 from 3 to start the game? So, I mean, and I said, I mean, this Kansas team has been winning by double digits. And, like, it seemed like they hadn't even played their best yet. Ochai Abaji certainly hadn't played his best yet. Played great in this one. If Kansas plays like that, or play, or, or really any of them play that well, I think Kansas is going to win. UNC now has proved us time and time again that they are red hot. And if Caleb Love is making shots from half court from logos and with two defenders on him with their hands in his face, he's just swishing shots. I mean, nothing he can do. Brady Manick has been lights out. Uh, RJ Davis has been lights out. And then you have Armando Baycott. I mean, these are some of these guys, most of them are five star recruits. I mean, this is North Carolina. They, they were a roller coaster up and down, they were a top 20 team. In the preseason, that part isn't surprising, but their performance all season long is what was surprising. They were not living up to expectations. You know, the stories come out now. They they lose by double digits to you know bad teams. You know, two of three games. You know, a couple months ago, and they're like, hey, we either fall apart or they they had a, a team meeting in the locker room. Like, we're not leaving this locker room until we figure this out. Well, guess what? Now they've won 17 in their last 20. I think it is. And they're, they're rolling. So that team meeting did a lot, and these guys figured it out. And um, I don't think you can't be much happier for Hubert Davis. I mean, from what I've heard, one of the nicest guys there is in the biz. So to see a first-year coach, first-ever guy to get to the Final Four, now definitely first to get to the National Championship in his first year as a head coach. And the first-year head coaches, man, having success. I mean, we thought it was going to be Arizona, ends up being North Carolina. Um, a point I wanted to make, we'll see next year. Uh, you know, it seems like these assistant coaches, if you're with one of the elite best coaches, in Hubert Davis's case, one of the best coaches of all time, uh, Mark Few, one of the best, that was Arizona's head coach. And then, I mean, now we're going to have Scott Drew's Jerome Tang is going to go be the head coach at Kansas State. So I, I, I'm going to bet the over on Kansas State next year. It seems like you spend 5, 10, 15, 20 years with a, an elite head coach and it's, it seems like that, that works out for the better for you with your team. Um, so crazy, the first-year success for these guys, especially Hubert Davis. Hats off. I mean, I it was wild they were in the Final Four. It's crazier that they're in the national championship. 
I mean, it, it, it really is a story. And either way, I think we're going to have a great story. Story one, North Carolina wins, and this run is just capped off with the national championship for North Carolina. And Hubert Davis in his first year, insane. Story two, if Kansas wins, Kansas, um, one of the best teams all year, best team in the best conference, and they win the national championship. Bill Self and Kansas could be, most likely will be suspended next year from the NCAA tournament. Bill Self could be suspended for a whole year, but he has a lifetime deal with Kansas, and Kansas has pretty much said they are going to back him no matter what. They'll have an interim coach for a year, and Bill Self comes back. It's better than firing Bill Self, and I agree with that. <clears throat> so if they did have to deal with these suspensions, that's going to be a story all year next year. Um, is Kansas going to be great again all regular season, and then they're just not going to be – they're not going to be able to defend their title? Um, that's going to be crazy. I mean, with Oklahoma State this year, it wasn't really a story because they weren't very good. Um, it wasn't a big deal that they were ineligible for the tournament because they weren't going to make it anyway. Um, but crazy that the Big 12 could have two years in a row now a team not eligible for March Madness, and this time could be the defending national champions. Um, <clears throat> obviously, that'll be a talking point all year long, so I won't dive too much into that but just excitement I mean all around I mean it's just I think this is a great matchup I think Armando Baycott's going to be hard for McCormick to have a great game so it's going to be exciting to see that um, obviously um, Hubert Davis is great at, at changing a, I mean, he just changed the way that UNC has played for years under Roy Williams. Playing two bigs changed that. I mean, so obviously he's a great coach and can can adjust, and we'll see what he can do against Bill Self in a championship game. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be crazy. Um, did a lot of people maybe were to be more viewers if it was gonna be Duke and Kansas? Maybe, but I, I mean. Personally, rooting for North Carolina against Duke, I, I'm not upset about that. It, it, the, the Coach K farewell tour went on long enough. I don't think we needed it in the championship game. Obviously, that's a whole other storyline we could have talked about. But uh, the Hubert Davis thing is, is going to be a story either way, if they win or lose. I mean, that that's that's crazy. One other thing wanted to hit on here with Kansas's success um, just these last couple of years. I just think it's it's weird, and we've never been in the situation, obviously, with the 2020 season getting canceled. You can do these what-ifs, and March Madness is one of those things. You can always, you know, who won, who could have won, who should have won. In 2020, it most likely was going to either be Baylor or Kansas or both in the championship game. Like last year, we had Baylor and Gonzaga, and those were clearly the two best teams. It was almost pretty close that it was Baylor and Kansas that year that got canceled. So we could have... The Big 12 here with a team in the championship three years in a row and Kansas being it two of the last three. So that's crazy. So we could have Kansas in 2020. Baylor obviously won in 2021. And then 2022, we could have Kansas winning again. That's just, I just wanted to, to point that out here too. And uh, I mean, just, just it, going back to Carolina over Duke, I mean, you just, if you're a Duke fan, you, oh, we, well, we had five national championships. If you're Carolina, you you beat Coach K in his, the first time you ever played. 
the last time you ever played, the last time you ever played at Cameron, and the first time you ever played March Madness, and the first time you ever played in the Final Four. I don't think there's there's an argument for Duke fans for a while, unless Duke comes back and has like an undefeated season and wins the national championship next year. But still, they just be like, ah, but we beat Coach K. <laughs> it's just just always have this this dagger now as a Carolina fan that just is forever gonna sit so poorly with Duke fans. I think that's fantastic. I, I don't think it really gets any better than that. Um, we got a couple comments here. Kyle Hoffman's going uh, going for UNC to win it. Caleb Love for 40. Caleb Love, I don't know if he's going to get 40, but he's definitely going to make a, some crazy shot that we don't know how they go in. And $800, Kansas wins, but my heart wants UNC. So I'm more with you with, you with that one. Um, obviously, I grew up a Carolina fan, and uh, I think it'd be a crazy story. But I got to go. I got to go Kansas. I just think they're the better team overall, better team all year long. My preseason number one team, I want to brag about that. Um, and I got money on it. I got fifty dollars. Kansas when it when it got to the final four, I was like Kansas. Kansas went. I I should have put it on when the tournament started. I mean, I have them in my bracket to win when there were. So this is what I want to say. When there was when there were sixty eight teams, I said Kansas was going to win. When there were four teams, I put fifty dollars. Kansas was going to win. And before a team had even played a game this year, I said Kansas was the best team in the country. So not backing off that now. Even though I think it'd be cool if Carolina won, I gotta go Kansas. You gotta ride, ride with it. <clears throat> That's the bet of the night. I don't know if the the money's there. What is it? Minus four, I think. At last check, Ken Palm thinks they're gonna win by six. If that helps you, I think you could do the minus four with Kansas if you want a little more money. Um, the Kansas money line probably not worth it. That's why I did it before the final four games started. Uh, then the money was there for me um, for Kansas to win it all. Um, so yeah, I mean those are those are kind of kind of most of the points now. Now Aiden joins, great. Um, so yeah, we uh, I don't know. That's all. That's that's really. I just wanted to wanted to hit on most of the main points. Quicker episode today because I still still got to get to work here. Um, but yeah, wanted to get one in. Wanted to get one in before the final four and, and um, after the championship game, but. Uh, doing it in between here and said last night sore throat Just wasn't feeling it like I said start the episode I got my I got my tea here we're gonna push through it's fine don't worry about it it's not sickness <laughs> I actually think it might be allergies I think I might be allergic to Oregon I was allergic to Vermont when I lived there uh, I don't know we'll, we'll figure it out never had to deal with allergies before until I moved to Vermont super weird but we'll see alright that's enough of me babbling I'm talking about allergies if you're watching on YouTube, 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 we sleep in May shirts back there. John, go take a nap for all of us. Now it's really transfer portal news and who's going to go to the NBA draft here after this for the next couple months. And obviously we'll talk a little bit about it, but um, all comes down to this, man. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, rock Chalk, Jayhawk, baby, let's go. Let's do it. All right, everybody. That was episode 117 of Dave's Dugout. I hope you tune in again. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. We'll see you next time.